Welcome to another uh, episode of A Few TSU Sports Fans. Uh, today we have Demetrius. What's up? What's up, Big Blue? TSU Madness. What's up, Big Blue? What's going on? And today we talk about a little bit of uh, basketball today. So today we have a special guest here today um, that's been on the inside of basketball, very close to the program in the past. Um, I have Demetrius uh, introduce him. Yeah, thanks, Rodney. It's a pleasure to introduce this brother, um, world famous, world renowned, you know, TSU uh, alum that we bring into the circle today. Let's just, I'm going to just hit off a, a few highlights for him and then uh, we'll, we'll let him jump in and, and, and do the honors. But when we talk about basketball, it gets no closer than him. Right. He was the women's basketball manager from 2019 to 2020. He then served as the intern of the program for 2021 to 22. He was a rep at large for athletics, 21 to 22, and then served as the game day operations volunteer. So this brother packaged all this up and said, I want to go for the big time and went for SGA president in 2022-2023. Let me introduce you to Mr. Kenny Roll. He's going to be on the show today. He's going to tell us a little bit about what he's doing now, because I don't want to spoil it. I want to let him do the honors, and then we're going to talk a little bit of hoops today. So, Kenny, welcome to the show today. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all. feels good to be back, man. I'm like, what? Oh, it's applause. I love it. Appreciate it. <laughs> It took me a bit to tell what's going on. I love it here. But um, I'm like, what Drake said, I'm back, baby, with a love at. So, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, so um, now nah, I'm glad to uh, be on here with you all. As um, my guy said, Kenneth Rowe II, 2023 graduate of Tennessee State University, um, major in urban studies while I was there. I was very involved in the athletic department and program. So that's a little bit about me. I don't know what y'all want me to do first, so I'll wait for y'all lead. <laughs> so, uh, give us your favorite TSU sports memory. I know you sort of into it, but give give us your your favorite one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a couple. I think I got two. Both come. Well, I don't give you three. I lied. So, um, <laughs> the first one is more of a memory of which it was like this is what I want to do while I'm here type vibe. Um, my freshman year we played um UT and on uh, Rocky Top. So we were able to go see the um, Coach Pat Summit statue out there. And, you know, I remember when we got to the locker room, you know, we were getting ready for the game, getting the stuff. And then I was a manager walking onto the court and then you see the bright lights, you see the championship banners and you just like, oh, wow, like this, this is legit. You know, this is what you see on TV. So I thought that was yep. one of my moments when it was like, okay, um, this is probably what I want to do for a good um, duration of my time here at Tennessee State. Um, my second favorite memory is a memory in which um, when we played Stetson, my junior year when I was an operations intern, uh, I'm from Orlando, Florida. So Stetson is about 45 minutes, maybe an hour away uh, out. So a lot of my family was able to come see what I do, come see the big blue. Um, and we won. We won the tournament. We beat Stetson on their home court to win that holiday tournament. And then I think – the biggest one is one that everybody's probably going to remember. Um, the day before, night before New Year's Eve of uh, 2021, when we played Tennessee Tech 
At that time, it was the third-ranked team in the OVC, predicted team in the OVC. We were predicted last, and we beat them on the last um, minute shot by Gia Adams, the half-court heave. Mm. That 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 went in. That that was that was crazy. You know that got a lot of national coverage, media coverage, and things of that nature. So those my top three. But that half court shot definitely is up there. It's like I was there when it when that happened. Yeah, that was tight. I remember that. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. So, um, so what got you to go towards doing SGA? Um. Yeah, it started my freshman year actually. Well, I ran for a Mr. Fresh my freshman year, I lost, and everyone told me how well of a campaign I ran, and like, you know, that's still only the beginning, you just started, you still got three more years uh, to figure out where you what you want to do on this campus. Um, it was our SGA president at the time, um, Ms. Caitlin Thompson, who was kind of like the motivation for me, seeing what she did, seeing how she held the role in the position, it was like, okay. I want to do that, you know, when, when I when I um, matriculate through Tennessee State. So just kind of started building my way through um, student leadership and how that, what that looked like. And I kind of got into the fold a little bit with that, um, becoming a marketing chair, both my freshman and sophomore year, then rep at large for athletics um, by my junior year. Um, by that time, I had kind of established myself as the athletic presence, working with the team, with basketball, um, kind of working with football a little bit. Um, not as much as I did on my la- on back end side, but um, early on. So everyone just kind of knew when it's time to run, run for that position. No one knew the department, no one knew the coaches, the players better than me on the campus. So that's kind of how I slid in that role now, ultimately propelled me to SGA president my senior year. But, you know, it all came from a loss my freshman year to, like, you know, build that ground and continue to get better and kind of establish myself on campus. Okay. And losses, they lessons. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Dang. I was supposed to talk about what I do now. Oh, we haven't got yeah, that. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was about to say I forgot to put this in the, in the uh, intro, but I'm currently getting my master's in sports management um, from Georgetown University in Washington D.C. Um, the program's online, so I'm doing that on- online, and I currently work in the NFL with Los Angeles Rams as a um, PR intern. So. This is my bye week. So chilling. I'm relaxed. You see my background. This is where I am mentally right now. I'm chilling. Yeah. We have had a um, long season thus far, tough season so far, sitting at what well, we had three and six. So uh, well deserved bye week um, to regroup, made some changes today on the roster. So definitely getting ready to come back after the bye next week and get ready to beat on um, them Seahawks at home in the division game. So that's that's what I've been doing besides keeping up with um CSU athletics and basketball. So that keeps me busy. We have um Percy Priest Lake behind you. Oh yeah. I I I I don't know man. I like to say that's the Bahamas man. That's that's that that's that that's that ocean. You see you see it's kind of like that teal color. That's how you know it's legit. Okay. Yeah. So, so how'd you get into the internship program with uh, the Ram, uh, LA Rams? Well, I, I yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it happened my um, senior year, talking with our uh, alumni office, Miss um, Debbie Howard, who I'm most of y'all are probably familiar with. She was talking with me and saying, you know, what do you want to do when you um, graduate? Like, what's your plans? I'm like, I'm not sure. So I have an urban studies degree. So that's study planning, city management, possibly do that. 
Or, you know, I think I want to get my master's in sports management. Um, the plan was probably going to be a GA somewhere, wherever I got my master's, work with their program, and just start from there. So she was like, you need to meet um, an artist. Have you met artists? I'm like, who, artists? Who's artists? And she was like, he works for the Rams. I said, yeah. what you talking about? Are you talking about LA Rams? Like, yeah, LA, uh, the ones who just won the Super Bowl because they were just coming off that Super Bowl year. So I'm like, the Super Bowl champion, LA Rams? Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, snap, like, he hiring? <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind. So I um, kind of connected with him in the fall of 22, and he just kind of um, told me what I needed to do to beef up my resume, my cover letter, just kind of shoot it out to different teams and how the, that internship process works. You know, it's crazy how it's a whole different world when you apply to these professional teams and how they go about their processes of getting um, individuals in. So kind of did that, and the next thing I knew, I was receiving an email uh, from the Rams organization, from his department, saying um, they wanted to interview me for the position, interview, and then ultimately received it. So I was definitely grateful for that opportunity to kind of get locked in of that nature. So it's been um, totally great, totally dope. You know, as soon as I got to camp, uh, well, campus, but as soon as I got to the facility, um, everyone was like, what school you went to? What school you came from? To Tennessee State. Oh, isn't that where artists went? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, you know, like, it's like, it's a great thing. It's a couple of us, um, HBCU. HBCUs um there we have um our someone within our training our training trainers or whatnot he's from FAMU from the Florida A&M University of course artist myself Tennessee State and also we have a practice player um Xavier Smith who came from Florida A&M as well so you know we're definitely repping the uh, HBCUs every time every chance we get you know what everybody about Carolina State oh that's right my man Kobe Kobe yeah, Durant, yeah. I, I, yeah, Kobe Durant, and boy, man, listen, we just he had had to do something for the um for the um me and Sweat. They tried they because you know he played in the Celebration Bowl and things mm -hmm. like that, and you know he was hey he's another one. He's always repping the um the Miat, always say South Carolina State, you know. So him and Xavier always have a nice little banter between South Carolina mm -hmm. State and family, so it's cool. You know, I, I feel like I'm on the outside. They said, oh, yeah, Kenny, what, where Tennessee State at? I said, it's the OVC. And they like, huh? So, exactly, you know, it's a whole different conversation. But, you know, it's definitely cool um, to be around those guys, man. They they their HBCUs proudly. And that's something that you, you know, able to see on this level or able to see um, on, on this highest level how – students or players who came from HBCUs still repping when in the locker rooms with people who went to Texas A&M or went to um, Georgia or went to Pitt, you know, Xavier all the time, I went to FAMU, you know, and this is always a thing. It's always a pride there. So that's great to see um, that's shown even on that highest level. So one thing about uh, us three, we are also different. We all sort of like went, if you, if you sort of combine our time together, we sort of were there, how you say, simultaneously, I guess. Okay. Um, we came in like simultaneously in, in terms of not, that's not simultaneously, it's like uh, back to back. There we go. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Back to back. That may be yeah, the right mm -hmm. words. Uh, so TG Matt was there first. And I sort of came in in 97 2000, until 2001. And then uh, Demetri sort of came in. So we all sort of had different experiences in terms of students. We were very, my time, we were very heavy. Uh, we went to the, went, I was there last game in, uh, in the hole. Uh, and then we did heavy classics, right? We went to four classics per year. Atlanta Classic, Memphis, Circle City. Oh, you know, I think. Atlanta Classic. Yeah, Atlanta Classic. Mm -hmm. 
we, we would do Atlanta, uh, Memphis. Memphis, Memphis. Memphis was first, right? Or did they switch? Yeah. At one point, they sort of switched. So I think well, we did Atlanta first. Atlanta first. Memphis. Memphis, I would say, I was the second game. Yeah, okay. John, okay. John Merritt was first. Oh, yeah. John, John Merritt, you're sorry. John Merritt, then you had uh, Memphis, and you had Atlanta, and uh -huh. then you had like Circle City Classic. Sometimes you travel South Carolina State, you know, but that's sort of like uh -huh. our first four. But like, you know, we, we didn't play a game almost like October, seemed like at home at Nissan Stadium. We was switched right. over. So uh, we all had different experiences. We had people going to games, you know, stuff like that, uh, at least traveling, right? Really engaged. So, how was it? You know, I know you, you did a lot of promotion and, and talking to students and uh, where your colleagues in, in this case. Right. How was it with uh, the student engagement uh, during your time? Yeah. Um, it was cool. You know, I think we always had more show at basketball games than football games. It's obviously because it's um, on campus. You know, we we have those conversations and that dialogue a lot about you know students showing up to games, transporting. Um, we had a lot of great efforts, though, making sure that students were able to come to football games. We had shuttles that were pick them up at the airplane, take them to the game, bring them back. Did that um, a couple games. Um, if you all remember the game against the infamous game against Lane College slash in the hole, you know, mm -hmm. despise the re the result of the game. But we were there in droves. That's when the um, freshman was able to rush the field. Because mm -hmm. that started as the John Merritt Classic, wasn't it? That was the yes, John Merritt was. Classic, baby? Okay. So, yeah, that was John Merritt Classic. So, freshmen were able to rush the field. Um, we had bleachers there for the um, for the fans, for the um, students. So, that was great. So, that was, I think, one of the large attendant games uh, for a student body that I've seen uh, throughout my time. Because we also had some other games in the hole as well. But it wasn't quite packed as that game against Lane College. And then, also, you have to remember my freshman year um, – Coach Penny actually had the highest number of growth in attendance mm -hmm. in NCAA, like in overall. And, you know, it was a good friend of mine, Alexis Bray, who was the rep at large at the time, kind of the one who made me want to run for the position. She kind of spearheaded that. Um, we did the student tailgate, um, which was kind of like, I saw they kind of did yesterday as well. That was great. That's kind of like get students ready, kind of get people hyped about coming to the games. And then each organization kind of sponsored a night. So, you know, we always have Greek nights, so we have things like that. But one night was AKA night. Another night was the AKA and the Alphas had a night. And the Qs and the Deltas had a night. And the Capitals have a night in SG Row. So things like that, um, we kind of did that. So um, engagement was pretty good. You know, we kind of had a lot of the issues that they have now, you know, getting butts in the seats. But um, I think it, it was different. Um, definitely last year because we had 10,000 students on campus. We had a big freshman class. So when you have more students in the school, quite frankly, you're going to have more people in the stands. You know, that's just how the math works. So um, we definitely relied on that. But, yeah, I think student engagement was pretty cool. We was definitely trying to hone in on that. That's kind of like what that rep at large position is keen to do to make sure you got it at um, basketball games, football games, and volleyball games. We had some um, good attempts at volleyball games, too, when they went to the uh, OBC championship run. Yeah, I think that we, uh, you know, when I was there too, we had good, so we came off 94-95, both men and women uh, winning, going uh, to the tournament, went to OBC. Mm -hmm. We yeah. still had a big crowd. Mm -hmm. like, we had MTSU too as well, so that was like solid. Murray State, right. solid. I mean, we had like a couple of like large crowds as well. Uh, right. Time. Um, 
but I think like the um, the sort of cultural thing is that you have alumni more so going to football games, like in general, right? Mm -hmm. And not going to basketball games, and you can't figure out how to sort of marry them together. And that's sort of like, you yeah, know, a pay grade in my thoughts, but that's something that's right. that. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, right, right, right. Mm -hmm. and uh, I think, um, so you know, you got your revenue generating team, so you know, your football is revenue generating, men's and women's basketball revenue generating, everything else is there. I hate to yeah. say it like that, but that's just kind of how it is, it's, it's there. Um, but I think. When you look at it, um, basketball has just seemed to have some big numbers. You know, probably not as big as football. I could be wrong. I don't know what the numbers look like. But as far as appearance-wise, you know, when you look at appearance-wise, Gentry looks packed at these yeah. games. Like, it's going to be a, a few games where it's going to be kind of here and there. Patches probably on them Saturday morning games that they may have or, like, a game where it's like, oh, who are they really playing? But, like, they're coming – those basketball games on uh, also on the leadership of uh, coach Brian Penny College, you know, a Nashville native, um, mm -hmm. hometown hero. Everybody love Penny. So they definitely um come out and support him. And like I said, football, it it it'd be tough, man. It, it it'd just be tough to see. I watch some of the games and see the stands and it's just like, ooh. But again, when you play in a big stadium that holds 60, 65,000 individuals, even Five thousand not gonna look that good, you know. When and it's it's a it's a fair amount, you know. We we, we want more, but um, I think that one game um was it guard? I don't think it was Gardner Well, that's John Merritt. Whoever was after homecoming, Lincoln, the blowout game it was about two thousand individuals. You know that don't look good on the big screen television. Um, when you're playing a big stadium like that, so tough. What do you um? What would you prefer to have the games? Um, for me, I think I like the whole. I, I like on campus just because it's convenient. You know, I think it's easier for students to get to. It's easier for um on our fans. You know, but you know when you look at history, we haven't played in the hole for a long time, and I think that kind of plays into our demographic per se for TSU. You know, it's like, well, we haven't been in the hole for a long time, so why are we going back to the hole now? You know, it, those kind of conversations that can arise. Um, definitely need to redo the hole. You know, it, it's it's unplayable. You know, as, as mm -hmm. when the last game we played in there, we spent a lot of money to just play that one game there, and it's just like it's not what you want. So if there's any way that we can um, possibly renovate the hole, which I think it has been in the talks, has been the plans to kind of renovate the hole and get some more games on campus. That would be great. I think that's just good for the overall morale of the um, of the campus, man. You know, you can come out your dorm, come out of Wilson, Watson, boy, go down the hole, you know, catch a good game. It, it's just fun. It's good being on campus. I think alums will enjoy it as well. Um, it's just a great time. Do you think that's the consensus among amongst your uh, your peers? Um, I think so. I think a lot of times they just they they, they want to see two things. They want to see good. I want to say good football. They want to see entertaining football. So what I mean by that, they like the Jackson States and Tennessee States, you know, or the fam using tonight where where you got that HBCU, you know, cheap shots going at each other, things like that. They want to see that, and they also, you know, they they like Nissan is cool, 
No, everybody, you play in a big stadium, it's cool, we'll go. But, again, it's just being on campus. I think being on campus is kind of like what they want to see, kind of what the feel is um, for my generation, per se, when they want to see it. But they definitely want those big matchups as well. Because, you know, when you look at it, a lot of our population is from um, the Alabama area, the Huntsville area, the Birmingham. So you got Alabama a now. You have um, 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 Alabama State. So it's like those schools – their friends probably go there. So, you know, it got that rivalry there. You know, me being from Orlando, Florida ain't no. A lot of my people with the FAMU. So, you know, you kind of got that bickering, that rivalry there as well. Of course, Jackson State goes without saying. So I think those matchups just kind of add that added level of, you know, my school better, your school better, how that goes. You know, we about to win this game. So I think it's cool. And it's then throughout generations as well. Right. So it's safe to say that if we – we weren't going to FBS, which I think that's the goal. Um, you would prefer to be in a swack of me at. So it's tough. You know, that's that's tough. I have this conversation often. You know, I understand why we're not in the SWAC. I do. Um, I understand where we want to go as a department. I I I get you know, it's 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 a catch 33. You can't even say catch two, like it's so many scenarios. At first, when you look at the history of Tennessee State University, we, we were never in the SWAT. You know, we were we were independent uh, for a long time before we became an OVC. So, again, just like when I said we haven't been playing in the hole, it's the one thing we've never been in the SWAT. So, while we're going to SWAT. Um, but when you look down the breakdown of conferences, the MIG and the SWAT are like the two lowest generating conferences there is. Now, the OVC, and we, we want to talk about numbers, it's about not that far up, but maybe two or three spots up, you know? So it's not like it's substantial into um, where we're at compared to MIG and the SWAT. Um, but when you look at things, you know, I tell, this is how I explain it, because, you know, everyone will get in detail into this, how much money you're going to make, then you got to go and travel. It's simple as this. Going to the SWAT, leaving the OVC, going to the SWAT, you're exchanging culture for revenue. Simple. You're exchanging culture for revenue. Go to the SWAT, you're getting your fam use every year. You're getting your Cookmans. You're getting your um, 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 Jackson States every year. You're getting your Southern, you know? So you're getting that, but the money may be different. Whereas in the OVC, you got the Big South partnership there. You know, that's something that they're doing to sustain the conference, you know? So being able to do that, then you got the opportunity to possibly move up um, to the FBS level, which is great, you know? Um I think when you look at the SWAT, you take a school like FAMU, I'll use the FAMU Jackson State situation for a couple of years back. They both kind of like won out. They were at the top of their um, conferences within the conference. And Jackson State got the bid to go to the Celebration Bowl. But then FAMU kind of had the bid to go do the playoff, the FCS playoff, because Jackson State had to do the bowl game. So you're still able to go to the FCS playoff, you know, if you do well in the SWAT. I think that's a, a misconception that individuals think you can't go to the FCS playoff. No, that's that's not that that definitely can happen. FAMU and Central probably won't go because they'll be playing the Celebration Bowl, so they probably won't go this year. But um, if FAMU loses in the SWAC championship, they may end up still going to the FCS playoff if they lose to the SWAC West champions. But they're not. I don't think I don't see them losing. So um, they'll probably be in Atlanta December one, one of them dates of December. But, yeah, December second. Oh. So yeah. yeah, so you got those two things there. You got um, 
that celebration bowl there, and you got an FCS playoff. So you kind of, you know, and it's in Atlanta. And one of TSU's biggest alumni bases is where? Atlanta, you know? So it's a catch, too. It's a, The Celebration Bowl has become a premier um, development, premier bowl game because it is a bowl within ESPN's lineup. we got a great corporate sponsor in cricket uh, streaming on ABC. And, and people want people see it. People watch it for sure because it's in bowl season. You know, they also put on the Miak and Swag Challenge as well. That was something that was in Orlando for a long period of time. We used to go see every um, Labor Day weekend on, on that Sunday when they used to play um, in Camping World Stadium now, but then it was called the Citrus Bowl. So that's cool. Um, but I think, you know, it's tough. It, it's tough to say I want to see us in the SWAT. If we, if we had a way to play those games that we want to play without moving to the SWAT, I think I'll be cool with that. But, you know, the SWAT just – kind of makes sense sometimes when it comes to engagement and time bringing people in. And, you know, we want to elevate elevate to FBS. I don't see something from the prophet, Deion Sanders, when he said, you know, the football team can be ready to go, but everybody got to be ready to go. The basketball mm-hmm. team got to be ready to go. The baseball team got to be ready to go. Track got to go. And it's like, if they're not ready to go, you don't jump to FBS. You know, you, you can't because if you can't win on this level, you only gonna get humiliated on the FBS level with with the big dogs, you know. So it's like Memphis playing Alabama. They're both FBS, but Memphis gonna really stand a chance, you know. But if Memphis is lower level FBS, but if we play Memphis and we can't stand a chance against a lower FBS team, it's like hold up, you know. Like you gotta you gotta see what you're cooking with. You gotta see what you're dealing with. So I think it's all a catch too. I think it's a it's a lot of technicalities that go into it, but simple as that going to the swag you just exchange your culture for revenue and i think at that point just realizing what do you want to do like what is your brand for your department that you're trying to establish at that time but yeah man the swag swag been one that's going many they they, they trying hard too yeah hey demetrius i like this young fella you know his stuff man he all right man yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey listen i had to be ready i was coming on with the legend so i kind yeah, of sound yeah. like i know a little something there you go <laughs> Well, uh, I, I want to correct myself real quick. The the SWAC championship is December second in Tallahassee, and then yep. the the Celebration Bowl is later August, later December or later December. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think December. Yep, we're sixteen. There, there we go. go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's gonna go ahead and be it's gonna be FAMU and Central, and I ain't gonna I don't know Central may beat them. I'm not sure. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's gonna be really good. I know we, before. Uh, Rodney moves us on, but I think that's a, you know, Kenny, I like that, that subject, right? Exchange of revenue for, or mm-hmm. cultural revenue. Mm-hmm. That's another series that, you know, we possibly could dive deeper into because, you know, let, let's just be honest, right? College athletics is driven by the dollar. Right. You know, absolutely. Big 10, what, getting, you know, $8 billion for their new TV deal. Now, right. I don't know what university on this planet, whether you black, white, green, or indifferent, if you presented with an opportunity that's going to change the landscape of your university through athletics, financially, you know, you're going to do it, right. right? So, and that may come with the, you know, the price tag of not playing, your traditional HBCU counterparts. 
Um, but the way I look at it too is that's when you can play them, you can bring them with you, you can you can come up with ways and and to make it happen. But I also think once you elevate, right, those resources elevate too. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're going from a 50-something roster football squad, now you're at 80, and you've got to have the resources to provide those scholarships. But I think right. it will happen. And the number of players that are available to you, you know, will, it will go up. So, you know, I think all of that in due time, will transition with you when you make that. But that's an interesting conversation, um, exchanging culture for revenue because I, I think we get so enamored in, in you know, playing our people um, that we forget sometimes, you know, need to, to grow financially. Right. And, um, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a good conversation. I, I, absolutely. You know, I, I coined that and tagged it. So if you hear anybody else saying it, I, they got it from me because I've never heard anyone else say that until I said it. Already submitted the trademark. Just yeah, man. That, that, that's yeah. What it, I, I said it, you know. Um, but, you know, I think you still got to uh, tap your hat off to um, current TSU Athletic Administration, you know, Dr. Allen and them, making sure that they, they kind of – they heard our cry when it came to playing more HBCUs because when you look at the schedules, kind of has – Shown that this year you had Pine Bluff, of course, with Jackson State pulling out. You had um, who was John Mayer? John Mayer was starting the web. It was another one that we played. Right? State for homecoming. No for no for for homecoming. Um, Mississippi Valley State next year for John Mayer got Howard. That's gonna be crazy. Um, next year in the Mecca, then the get that in the land. That that's gonna be crazy. Um, for sure. So you know they're definitely trying. I know they've been trying to get the Atlanta Classic back against Florida A and M. No, they haven't played Florida A&M since 2017. That was the game I actually attended. Um, I was in Orange and Green at the time. I was going, I was on the Rattler side, but um, everyone said, "Yeah, listen, I was, but they oh. did expect." But I listen, that was the first time I saw the aristocratic bands. Um, I saw videos of them on YouTube. I was in a band in high school, but that's the first time I heard them in person. And everyone who was there, who um, went was because the family went to the game. Everyone's like. That night changed for him with Tennessee State. And I think it really did. You know, I, Tennessee State kind of won me that night because it was like, okay, oh, I, I see what y'all do. You know, I see I see what y'all do. So it's cool. You know what but, it was? You know, what what you was know it? I was, I, was at the, I was at the game and the Alumni Association put together a huge spread barbecue and I had our famous barbecue sauce. I know you had some. I think I remember your face. And uh, that's what did it, man. My barbecue yeah. sauce. It, it was great, man. It, it, it yeah. was great. To, years later, man, and we we're still here talking about it, man. We're still here talking about it. But I think I think it's great, man. Um, it's, it's real great. <laughs> um, culture for revenue. Culture, same culture for revenue. I like that. Get it on a t-shirt. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> sounds real good. Um, so before we get to talk about the team's game last yesterday, CJ now started yeah. with basketball. Um, let's talk about the uh atmosphere and the uh well in terms of the design of it, right? Okay. Uh the gentry center. Okay. Uh, yeah, so um I know that people during homecoming saw the images, right, of uh that's on the gentry wall now. It's a nice touch. Um and then as I was watching, uh I would like a little more lighting. 
you know, in terms of like watching on screen. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, having seen the video video boards on the side and even a TSU uh on the scoreboard. I mean on the jumbo yeah, the mm-hmm. Trump, you can sort of see. So sort of all sort of mesh together. I thought it was a nice little view. That's how they brought chairs in too. So what do y'all think about the new setup uh, that they that they sort of put in place? Um and sort of go around. I'll start. Uh I loved it. I thought uh, it looked great, man. The the gentry looks looks good. They uh, it looks like they took down the netting, um, which was which is big. I hated seeing that netting kind of hang down halfway a little bit. They took down the netting, they put up um uh, you know, the, you know, some of our, you know, track alums and and basketball alums and, you know, great players, uh, they painted, you know, blue, uh, blue and white. Um, so it's, uh, it just looks, looks really nice. The, as far as the boards, I, you know, I don't know how much those you know, jumbos, jumbotrons cost, but I prefer to have the, instead of having it on the walls, I'd rather have it on the, on the jumbotron, you know. Um, the big middle middle jumbotron that hangs down, but but other than that, man, I think they did a good job. I'd love to see some more seating. I like Allen is trying to bring the the seating closer to the floor to the to the court, and uh, I think he does a good job with that. But uh, other than that, uh, other than that, I think uh, I, I think he did a good job. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you know when we first saw the sneak peek of of those. Um, that water legends thing that they put up there. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, I, we said it a couple of shows ago, like, I mean, we, we know the age of Gentry and um, it is what it is. So you can cry about it or you can say, you know what, you know, we can, we can enhance it. We can improve it. We can still make it the best facility that we possibly can. And I think that's what, what, uh, what Dr. Allen is doing. Um, I, I thought maybe it was just a new court shine. I don't know, but yesterday's game looked a little bit lighter. Um, with we ain't gonna talk about the the actual coverage of the game. We'll set up for another day. That, that was that my nerves. But in terms of just you know, I I thought I mean, well, there's new lighting. There's new lighting in in, in Jittery. They use the LED yeah. lighting now. Okay. I, I, I like it. And I, it looks good. It looks real good. So, that, I mean, you, you know, we can, the, the, the cop out is to say, well, we need a new building, tear down. You know, the hard work is saying, you know, you know what? We're not going to do that because that's just not reality. Reality is, you know, we could take what's old out and replace it, we could take what's dirty and clean it. Right. We can take what needs to be painted and repainted. And that will do wonders for cosmetics. And 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 I think I don't think they're done yet. I think they'll continue to improve it as much as they can. And that's just gonna make it better for the student athletes. Yeah. I've said I've said it before that, you know, Cameron Indoor Stadium uh is is as old as dirt. Um uh, oh. they just uh, it's just old as dirt, man. Yeah. And and uh, they just refurbish it, and um, you know, and put some more paint on it, and do some updated it a little bit. And but the seats are old, man. I'm telling you, the seats are real old in the Cameron Indoor Stadium, man. And so you, if you, you got a little size on you, it's uncomfortable. It's, it's uncomfortable to sit in those jokers. 
but uh but you know so yeah we don't we don't we don't have to tear down we don't always have to tear down we just have to clean up you know yeah um i think gentry has seen a lot of facelift from my freshman year to now um it started with the new court before this new court um we had that and then we brought dr allen brought in the new sideline chairs they got the letter Love the cushions, like the big, I like to call them the Phil Jackson chairs. Y'all remember Phil Jackson's latter years with the Lakers? He had this big chair he used to sit in. So they got the Phil Jackson chairs around the court side. Yeah, the net is gone. That's a, that's a great point. I have not seen that net. That's a, that's a good thing. Um, I was there when they were painting the walls, you know, painting to that, to that blue. They took the banners down to realign them. Um, some individuals didn't have banners. You know, some championship teams didn't have banners, so we got banners for them. I believe the um the three P team, the NAIA team didn't have a banner. So um their banners are now hanging up. You have um the Wall of Fame, which is great. It's a great history of uh who who we are. You know, at, at the end of the day, it needs to feel like home. So when visiting teams walk in, it's like this is our this is our stuff, you know, this is this is what we do, this is what we're about. So that's cool. Um I don't know if y'all know about but some classrooms at Gentry have been renovated. Um, within the back one well, that second floor, they renovated that. That's kind of like where they had the um, photo shoot when Oprah came back from my graduation when she came and was a commencement speaker. That's what they held her in, and um, the reception was there. So that's real nice, as well as the video room for basketball has been redone with the nice movie theater chairs and um, the TSU logo in there. That's that's real nice. That's something I saw. Um, before I left last time I was in Nashville over the summer, uh, I was able to see what Coach Pennington was cooking up up in there. So it's good. Um, still got a lot of work to do, as she said about the jumbotron. I think that was the original plan to have that big jumbotron right there on the wall, like that. Um, can't remember what actually took place, why that didn't happen, but that was a plan. Um, I think when you looked in, when you looked at Gentry, and what was going on with Gentry, um, like you said, it's old. You know, it's been there. You got to refurbish it and things like that. Um, so it had to get new wiring. You know, the wiring wasn't able to support new technology. So, you know, that stuff that, like that takes time. You got to, you know, refurbish it, rewire, uh, upgrade it to what it is um, what it is for the 21st century, as well as, you know, the scoreboards is great. Um, that's a vision of what Dr. Allen kind of said when he first got the TSU. That's kind of like what he wanted uh, for the Gentry Center. Definitely that um as you say that in-home experience where you like feel like you're close to the court that's kind of like mm-hmm. what coach penny wants um where like the spotlight is kind of like on the on the court and like that's what you mm-hmm. see crowd kind of darked out but ut kind of had that set up a little bit in their stadium so um i mean in their arena so that's kind of like what you see right there and i think it's, it's great you know now you got the new court there that goes back to the little parquet floor, floor type look um it reminds me of the floor not the one that Three floors ago, so 2015-ish, that floor. It, it kind of it kind of reminds me of that floor, um, a little bit. So that's that's cool. You got the logo logo there. Um, Gentry is coming along quite nicely. You know, you you've seen you've seen the progress when you look at the Gentry Center. So it's yeah. definitely some good things happening. Um, on that on that side, I'm very pleased quick, with it. Quick question, Mr. Rose. So mm-hmm. do they have they still have the racket the racket uh, ball courts in the uh, in the Gentry? Mhm. Yeah. All right, all right. All right. They should have my name on it because my I, I wanted to turn my freshman year and to beat all my 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 freshman year uh, uh, classmates in, in, in a racquetball jump. 
Yeah, man, the racquetball court still there. Um, the pool still there. Uh, well, no, the pool connected to the wellness center, but you know it's right there. Yeah. And things like that. So yeah, man, you know, Gentry is still Gentry still got a little ways to go, a long ways to go, but it's definitely progress. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely Look, progress. And I know so they were giving out awards in the sixties, man. <laughs> 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 that's all right that's right you plan on you plan on question bear my name <laughs> so, so kenny one last question about this gentry uh um, i said i had one last question about the gentry i was just going to ask him like where the student section is now um, um the, the student section I don't know how, cause so, so you know, gentry is weird to me because as students, you come in through the back way, coming in through the Wilson hallway, where most people come in, coming from like the band practice field. But, Rodney, that is the front. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Ro, that's the front. Don't let anybody tell you that's the back way. That is the front of gentry. What, Wilson, where Wilson is? Yes. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, I'll take it. I, I don't have no problem. I mean, because that, what, that was the... That was the main interest because you have to remember the the sub or the new student union building that was not new anymore, but it, that wasn't there. So that was parking all up there. Got was, you. So you would okay. come in, people would, would park there in the front and come in up there in the front by the by Wilson. Got you. Okay. Right. So now everybody's coming in through the back. Got you. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I'll, I'll take it. This is what I'm, I always say. I'm like, I don't know. What you consider the front, like I came in, I always come in through this way, but it's that side um, where the bleachers come down near the locker rooms, where the lockers are, okay. where the locker room side at. When the bleachers come out, that's where all the students be. So that's the right. student section. And on the other end, um, it's where the band is. So that'd be the band section over there. But yeah. um, that student section is right there by where the um, teams run out at, where the, or when they run out the locker rooms and bleachers right there, that's the student section. Yeah. Like, was running so, at the student session when you when you was there because it was that was the same when I was there. Yeah, it's the same as that. Okay. Yeah, we, we were allowed to like move around a little bit. Um, you know, uh, crowds a little smaller. We were sitting like in the nice seats. <laughs> you know, even though the AD yeah. had to hold the AD Smith. This is like this is back when Dr. Heffern was in. So it's like Dr. Heffern only had about like ten ADs. It seemed like <laughs> we had a lot of hmm. ADs, <laughs> but. He would stand by us and OVC wrestle would be like, you guys are too rowdy, you know. So, but we were sort of like either crowded game, yeah, we'll go there, like you said before, but across from the van. But a little smaller crowd, we'd go right by the sideline. So, um, and harass and have fun. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. So uh last night was basketball. So welcome to basketball season. Uh, we, yes, sir. Uh, we had uh, the women took on the woo. I'm from Dayton, Ohio, so they called it the woo. It has to sound cool. It's just Wilberforce. I mean, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, it's it won't sound cool to call themselves the woo, whatever. <laughs> uh, and then the man uh, took on Fisk uh, in the battle of Jefferson Street. Or as on Twitter, someone said, uh, Jefferson. Jefferson State versus Tennessee State. <laughs> Some how old you got? Yeah. So Jefferson State. I thought that was pretty fun. <laughs> so uh, I, I know that. 
Uh, so I know that uh, Kenny a lot of involvement with the uh, with uh, women in the press play, and it seems like he's bringing the press play back this year. Yeah, uh, uh, he had ten young ladies uh, that played today. I know he said three were out, um, but they ended up winning the game fifty-three to forty-seven. Um, so, what, what were your thoughts so far? What you saw, Kenny? Um, they got a lot of work to do. You know, they got a lot of work to do. That press play system. It's something that is not for the week. Um, like I say, you've seen it all three of his years. Three, four, man, how long coach type been in now? Four. All, all, yeah. yeah, four. All four of his seasons. Um, they even from going 0 and 22 to um making OVC berths the past two years, but now you're seeing that's what he do. He's gonna tell you that's what he wanna do. He wanna press you from the time you come off the bus to the time you get back on the bus to go home. So that's exactly what he's um what he's about is exactly what he's gonna do. Um, I think this team um it has potential. And you know, I, I hear Coach Ty's voice in the back, like nephew, potential just means we ain't did anything yet. So it's like it's true. You know, it has a lot of potential. You have uh Kenny Davis, who's a fourth year on the team, you know, the veteran on, on the squad. You have Sanaya Parker who did not play um last night. So, you know, once they get her back, she's definitely gonna be an asset to that team. You have Ebony, um, that's the came in from UT Chat, bring some size there. Um, I, I think her name is Anaya. Amaya. I think she was the second leading st- scorer. Um, a, a new face. I'm not familiar with her quite yet, but definitely someone to watch. You know, you you miss um the Gia Adams of the world who was running the show um uh, last year. You know, who transferred out. You miss Gia, but you got to find someone to kind of run that system. You know, that press play. It's, it's tough, and when I when I look at it, um, I believe the turnover ratio. Both teams were in like the thirties on turnovers, and some that Coach Tower probably will tell you what he would say is, you know, the way that we play with press play. Of course, you're going to turn the ball over, but you got to do a better job. A lot of times in the game, they'll get the turnover, and then they'll turn the ball over. That's not what it's about. <laughs> when you get the turnover, it's for you to go and score. You know, that, that's why you press and that's why you pick it up on the full court. But you can't steal the ball and then you pass and then give the ball back. It's defeating the purpose. As well as um making sure that we score. You got to score. Um, That's the key. to That's a big key to what we do with press play. You got to score. You got to get the offense. Um, The win by six points to NAIA squad shows that there's a lot of work to do. Um, That's why my tweet from yesterday said, you know, Coach Ty and the staff will be doing their best coaching because it, it, it was tough um, yesterday. But I think they should be all right. So w- when you say it's not it's not for the weak, like what does that mean? So you got to be fit to, to do that. You know, you're 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 pressing forty minutes a game. You know, the whole game. You know, most times individuals just press to start a game. Or they'll get up and then they'll lay off, or they'll, you know, they'll throw it in spurts. Like from the tip, you're pressing. And, you know, oh, I know the system so well, I know how it's supposed to look so well watching the game. It was like, you're not, you missed it, you're not in the spot, or they need to come up a little bit, or they need to drop back, let this other person come up and try to get it. So it's definitely, it's just challenging because when you look at, basketball, women's basketball, men's basketball in general in college, no one's doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that Coach Ty system, that Taiwan Evans system, no one is playing like that. So when you come to TSU, it's like, okay, you know you're on a running gun. You know that, but 
when it comes to that defense and that pressure that he demands and he wants to make sure they exemplify on the court, you got to be ready to do it, you know, and he's definitely not one to be like, you're going to play even if you're not doing it. You're not going to play. You know, you can find, you're going to find your way on the bench. <laughs> I've seen that multiple times. So it, it definitely, you got to have that grit, got to have that dog to be able to um, run that, run that system. It's definitely intricate, um, intricate part of who they are. Defense is defense creates their offense. So if yep. you're not doing it on the defense side, that the offense is not going to be not going to be on on running on, on those cylinders because the, the way that system works is with that defense. So I know that they have you know about 13 players once everyone gets back healthy or you know whatever issue mm-hmm. they were having. Um, what's the ideal rotation? Is it like play everybody or is it just play 10 or like like how? how yeah. So so you. you... <laughs> I'm laughing because again I hear Coach Voice, you know, coach coach say I only need ten. No, he'll say I only need five. I only need five ones who go and play hard for me. But you know, with that, they gonna you're gonna get tired. It's natural. You know, no no one's not a superhero. So you gotta make sure you got fresh legs off the bench. So that's why it's like your your idea rotation is having a good ten, five on, five on. Cause what you see is like he kind of do mass group substitutions, cause Everyone's tired. I know last year, which you'll see a lot on um, everyone come out except for Gia. And then Gia still be running the show. And then Gia kind of get her break in when the starters come back in and she'll get a break and so, so on and so forth. So, but with this team, it's a new team. You know, you still, you're still trying to figure it out. So I think it's something he said in his, um, his, his presser last night, just kind of saying, you know, you see the sparks, you see what it can look like once you put it all together. But it was here and there. It wasn't, you know, consistent. You know, you got to be able to play four consistent games of um of basketball. But that rotation, once they get everyone back, it, it, it's going to be good. Like I said, Sonia Parker, she is definitely a big key to what we want to do. Definitely um when you look at scoring on the offensive side, daily from the three-point area, from taking to the hoop, can draw contact, play defense. Um, Definitely the, 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 the trifecta. For real, oh, this is a third year now, man. You know, watching these players grow and grow up and develop, it's like, wow, shoot, you already on year three, but oh, she's in her third year now, so definitely a leader on that squad, and definitely her and KD are like the veterans on that squad when you really look at it and really think about it. And I think once you get her back, that's definitely going to be um real good for them. But yeah, for that rotation, you kind of want a good ten just to make sure you always got fresh legs because. With press play, when you get tired, it's going to get exposed. You know, it's, it, it, it's easy to get exposed. That's why you see Coach call a timeout or you see him make that sub because you're tired, you know, because you, you're pressing every single play. So, yeah. Let me read off some stats real quick. Uh, I always do that. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Ebony Williams, who mentioned earlier, she had 15. Anaya Webb had 14 last night. Um, Diamond Cannon, she's another transfer five. Lyric Cole, she's been there for a while too, right? She had four. This is last year, year mm-hmm. second year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin Anderson, four. I think she's new. New. Uh, Shaquana Jackson, who messed her name up. Yeah. Uh, she so scored two. She's taller. She didn't play last year, right? But she was on the stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was there last year. Had a little injury bug, I believe, um, okay. with her. But yeah, she came. She came from um, New York. I want to say, um, yeah. a school up uh, up in New York. But yeah, tall, tall player. Definitely brings more size. That. 
Mm-hmm. And we mentioned K- uh, Kennedy Davis. She's from the uh, D.C. area out here, too, mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Zion uh, Shannon, she's from the Nashville area out there. Uh, Zion. I remember really recruited her. Yes, she she uh she did play. Um, didn't too many shots. She scored four points last night. Uh, a couple rebounds. Um, but yeah, didn't uh, put up too many points. I think she's off a little bit. But I know in high school she's a great shooter. I mean, so absolutely. I what, once she gets in and get get settled, I know she'll she'll get it going. Then uh, Karina uh, Suarez, uh, it's her second year too as well. She was out there. And then uh, Jordan Aiken, I think, is a transfer too as well. She played a little bit. Um. But yeah, uh, Larry Cole had nine rebounds, you know, and then uh, assist wise, we had three from Zion Shannon. So, um, but we two or twenty threes. So, Ross, we're gonna talk about that too. But that's one thing with Larry. Larry's a rebound monster. She did a, a great job with that last year, um, being on the boards and grabbing those rebounds. I almost fit the same for, for Ebony, um, just with her size, you know, being able to box out. And, and, and get those boards. You know, you mentioned three-point shooting. I kind of was looking at the stats before we got on. Like I said, that turnover margin, it, it's, I know today in film session, Coach Ty had a fit about that, you know, talking about the turnovers. And then I know them threes probably had a fit about two, probably told them, like, you know, it's not happening. You know, if it's not happening, find another way to score the ball. You know, what was it, two for what? 13? What was it? What was the two, stat? Two or 20. They were two or 20 from three. Yeah, two or 20. Yeah, they, so they really, and they controlled the game mostly, right? I mean, it was closer, but that third quarter got out. You know, they uh, uh, they outscored them. Wolf Force did outscore them a little bit and sort of took got the game close. But I'm about to look at the fourth quarter. Um, we only won what it was 11 to 8 in scoring box, yeah. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilbur Force uh, down by six with about 30 seconds left. Don't foul, you know, that was bad. Wilbur Force, that was bad coaching. I don't know what they were doing. Oh, they let TSU just run the clock and then try to make it interesting. But, you know, it's a learning lesson. Um, it's it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I, I want to see they play a Charlotte team on Friday. Um, yeah. Tough Charlotte team. Um, the assistant for Charlotte was my assistant at TSU as well. When I was under um, Coach Kern, Jessica Kern, Coach D is over there, Deontay Machester. Oh, so, um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's the assistant over at um, Charlotte now. So that's going to be a tough team um, to play. So TSU is going to get a nice little challenge um, for sure on Friday. And then I think they have another team as well they're playing um, this weekend after them. So it's it's going to get interesting for sure. Whew. It's, going, it's going to be tough. It's going yeah, to be tough. They had, they had 32 turnovers last night, man. That's tough, bro. Yeah. You got to clean it up. You can't, you can't play that way because when you get into no. conference play – AC schools like a Tennessee Tech that don't make mistakes. Yeah. They, they, they don't. They're a well-coached team. They got a veteran coach over there. Uh, oh, we got the tickets. We got we're going to be, be, be at the game. There we go. So, um, but, yeah, we got a Tennessee Tech team who's disciplined, who uh, well-coached, got a veteran leader over there in their coach. You have um, Lindenwood that's kind of decent. You know, they have a, a great, th- great team there. Arkansas, what's that? Southern, it's a this team in Arkansas. Little Rock. I want. Little Rock. Little Rock. Yeah, Little Rock. I said their coach and what their coach has done within the um grand scheme of college basketball goes without saying. So, OBC, you know, football, 
it can be off, but basketball is still a competitive conference. You know, even with Belmont gone, Austin P gone, and Murray, it's like he's still there. You know, you still got to see some of these individuals. So I'm looking forward to see how that team uh, progresses. I, I just want the girls to improve. I, you know, um, I think they, they had 11 wins last year, and I think it was 12 the previous year. Um, or something like that, and I just I just want to see them just improve, you know, because you know the Kern. Not saying anything about Kern, but just saying that those years were, were tough. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was it was tough. It most most know. most definitely was was tough. Um, like I said, back to back OVC um, tournament appearances for the first time since fifteen sixteen. Um, yeah, so you know, yeah, going for that third, um, they took the best eight teams. So try try to snag one of those spots for sure, but. Absolutely. You know, at one point, um, my junior year, we were able, we was actually had a nice little attendance for the game. Like people was coming a little early to see what we was doing. We was making some real noise. Um, and I think that's the thing. Coach Todd knows this. He says it all the time. He was like, you know, they're gonna come like when you when we start winning or you know we start doing things that they want to see. And that's why he do press play because it's fun. It's running gun. You know, it's not just bringing the ball up court, running the play your usual stuff. So, you know, it's entertaining. So he want to make sure that the games that people come see are entertaining. So I think that's great. Um, but it's going to be a whole lot of coaching. Uh, he, he's going to be doing a whole lot of coaching. That's, that's, that's basically what I could say from um, yesterday's performance. Like I said, winning by six to NAIA school, that's tough. Yeah, Real tough. That's, that's the journey, though. I mean, NAIA is a little bit different. Um, then maybe your you know D three NCAA school. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't put a lot of stock in that, but um, I, I I do agree that margin of victory sh- you know should have nah. been should have been bigger. But um, that's nah, that's just yeah, it is absolutely not compared to because it's the third time we played them compared to what happened last year when we played them. You know, yeah. I think it's called like one on one fifty. Something, you know, or when we play them in, I think, my freshman year in 19, it's about 80, some to 60, whatnot, a little close, but closer, but, you know, it's still there. You know, it's like, oof, you know, it's tough. It, it, it's tough to, to see a school like Wilberforce, you know, just stick around because it's not going to get any easier. You know, that's the easiest it's going to get. They don't play fist this year. So yeah. I mean, they would have played fifth. I'll say them and fifth are like your two easiest opponents on the whole on the whole squad. But you know they have Charlotte. They're going down to FIU for a tournament in Miami. Um, they have another school. I want to say I can't remember, but another you know prominent school that they'll play and then they go into conference play. So it, it's it's going to be a lot of they're going to have a lot of challenges and tests in the preseason before they get into conference play. And on to the men's. So the men's uh, beat uh, Jefferson <laughs> Jefferson State. Uh, Jefferson State. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got it. <laughs> I'll put that on the shirt. <laughs> Battle of Jefferson, Jefferson State. Jefferson State versus Tennessee State. But uh, no, they played for this. Battle of Jefferson Street. Uh, the man pulled it out. Um, 76 to 61. Um, team had a lot of expectations. They got uh, Jalen Jones, local kid, uh, re- uh, freshman. Of course, we got uh, uh, Marcus Fitzgerald there. 
He's been there. Uh, got Hodges uh, from EIU was a great player there. And uh, Christian Brown's finally healthy. And he had looked great last night. And also the big kid uh, from Florida. Jacobo. Uh, yeah, Jacobo. What's his name? I'm going to get it right. But if you listen to uh my guy was the commentator last night, I forget his name. Mike. Mm. I mean, um I forget his name anyway, but he was calling Mary. Greg Pope. Yeah, Greg Pope. Greg Pope. Greg Pope. They were, he was called I was about to say Mike Oregon, but I knew that wasn't right. Um they were calling Jatobo, he was calling Jatobo everything, man. <laughs> mm. Jabobo, Jabuba, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Uh, well, how many times he referenced chicken? Man, <laughs> man, that brother, he needs some more princess hot chicken, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so what were your thoughts last night uh, as you saw the team? Yeah. Um, I think they're going to be good. I think they were preseason pick third in the OVC, third or fourth. Can't remember um, precisely. Um, I think for for Penny and the program, it's that reaching reaching over that hump. And I think that's something that he yeah. talked about a lot. Um, this is sixth season, I want to say sixth or seventh season. Um, at the hill, six, and then you know he has shown cons- consistent growth. You know, um, attendance has been well at the games. He's bringing the people out, but they need to make that jump. You know, I think every year, each year. We have uh, excited talent. You know, I, I think when, when Marcus first got there, um, Mikey had – not Mike. Mikey, I think it was Michael. I can't remember, but he was a point guard my freshman year. He had just graduated. Right. Yeah. So, Marcus had, had left. Um, and then we – but it was one more guy. I think, I think he was number one. If you look oh, back at me. Talk, Lil John. Yeah, Lil John. Lil John. There we go. Lil John. So, you know, Mikey just left um, going into co- that, that, so that COVID season, Mikey just left. I think Marcus was still there. I can't remember. But um, Marcus had just – Fitzgerald had just got there. So, you know, we had right. excitement with him. We had Carlos um, there. So, we decided with, with, with um, Carlos with that um, ordeal with that dynamic duo. And when Freeman left, we just had Fitzgerald and Lowe's. And then we had the experiment. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to keep it like that. The wow. experiment with I almost with forgot the, that. Exactly. <laughs> one point, listen, the, the, the experiment, which, I mean, hey, man, like, but it wasn't good. I'm sorry. But, um. Wait know, a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Who we calling the experiment? The, 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 the man who said <laughs> you bought it, bought it. Oh, oh, God. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I see. I, I, I've already forgotten that era. Yeah, exactly. You 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 get you got to you got to you know yeah. like that's that's a whole different <laughs> got to. No, I, so, I'll say I'll, I'll say his name. I, I don't care. Shoot. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, we 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 wish him the best. But yeah, we do. Um, yeah, you know we wish him the best. But continue with that whole ordeal. You know that kind of messed up the season, um, for a little minute. But still was able to get to the conference, um, tournament. And I think last year, same thing. He had some great transfers in. You know, Chris got hit with that injury bug, so they didn't really get to be a facilitator. So I think, like I said, the men's team, it just reached over that hump for them, for me. You know, 
June, I, I do things in my in my classification, my junior year, so what's that, two years ago, they got knocked out in the second round, got past the first round, got knocked out in the second round, and last year had a first round bye, and they got knocked out in the second round again. So, you know, it's like getting to that next level, that second, that second step. Um, I think they're going to be competitive. You know, Fitz is another one where Fitz was in the game for a little minute. When you look at, you know, Fitz just is it's just Fitz. You know, I feel like a lot of times you have teams who are just gonna lose. I hate to say it. If they're not really good, like TSU is gonna win, even if it's by one, just because TSU and Fitz. Unless Fitz is really, really good and they gotta under like pull that underestimation off, but you you're already gonna lose for this fish, you know. But I think um they have some tough opponents. This year, they're they coming over on, on my side, on the west side to play on University of Oregon in their house. So yeah. that's going to that's, that's gonna be fun for them. They got Portland, I believe, as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then they got to play conference. Moorhead State hasn't gone anywhere. They they have to, I believe they lost to Alabama yesterday. But, I mean, it's Alabama, they just won the SEC. But Moorhead got our former Tiger, Freeman. Well, he's the out show this year. Yeah. Oh, he's out? Oh, dang. He's out for the season. Oh, that's tough, but yeah, because he was running the show for them for sure. Like he, oh, yeah. he, he, that, he, 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 go ahead. I, I was just gonna say that changed the dynamics in the OVC. It really, oh does yeah, with it, 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 it really does. And you know, the OVC, um, Coach Penn tell you, Tyler tell you, it's a winnable conference. Like it's winnable. Like it's any given day. Like who's on, who's off, who's hurt, who's not. You know. So I think, oh, uh, the man definitely go to the tournament again. They, they definitely do. And they just – it's all about when they're playing their best basketball. You want to be playing your best basketball in February, like January, February, getting in, going into March. You know, um, you want to be playing your best basketball because if you come in hot, you're just going to be hot. You know, you used to 2015 OVC champions with the women's side. You know, there they was an up-and-down team, and then it just got hot at the right time, just didn't, never lost, never lost again mm-hmm. until they got to the big, to the big dance against Kentucky. I think it was um, when they played Kentucky in, 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 in the, in the um, tournament. So I think the same thing there. When you look at the men, they just got to continue to get better. I think it's going to be good. Um, you know, and, you know, Penny wants it. That's the thing. Penny wants that championship real bad. <laughs> Him and that whole staff want it real bad. They put their all into it. They put their effort into it. Um, and I, I think they're going to actually make some noise this year um, with that. You know, like I said, it's the first game, get the jitters out still run the offense, but I just need us to be more dominant. You know, I think that's something that he'll say as well. You know, you want to be able to like, – teams like that, you don't play to the competition. Teams like that, you got to dominate. Simple, yeah. simple as that. Like, it, you need a state – I remember last year, it was like a close game against Fist, and everyone was like, hold up. I thought y'all – I thought it was going to be a good, you know, a dominant team. And even they have was like, you know, like, this is not what we want to – this is not what we want to showcase. The same thing here, like, you got to dominate those games, man. Like, that's how that's – a, it's a statement. Statement win, like, okay. Because even if you don't have a great season, you at least, like, like in the future, the season doesn't go as planned. But that first game, it's like, oh, okay. So, you know, like like I said, it's a win. You take it. It's a one and oh, You got that first win on your belt. But um, I don't know who they have next. But it's definitely going to be Kentucky, um, State. Kentucky State. Okay, so they got, got the um, Kentucky State rivalry coming on. So that should be another win. That's 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 another dominate dominating game. You know, you got to dominate that game. Is at home, I believe. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Gentry going to be packed. You know, they're going to travel. It's going to be a fun game. So they just got to dominate. But um, they made the tournament this year for sure. One thing I was thinking about, you know, because I hopped in after this, I was just sort of like, I don't know their rotation yet, right? You got two guys from Belmont, Shanks and Bellinger. You got Jalen Jones. You got, you know, you know, it's like a lot of talent, you know, on paper, right? You know, but yeah, like, yeah. You got David Acosta, you got Dewana, uh, Emmanuel from last year's big man. Uh, he didn't play that much this game. Like he's sort of out the rotation. You know, David Costa sort of injured, they said. He came in a couple minutes. But it's really like, you know, who, who's your 10? I really don't know. It'd be interesting how, they, how he used to dwindle, dwindle that down to 10. Yeah. Um, and for us to figure out that rotation, you know. Yeah. You know, they'll, um, again, it comes with time. You know, it's, it's you can only get so much done playing against yourself every day in practice. Yeah. You know, they've been, they've been doing that since the summertime. So not again against talent. Um, against other competition, and now you got about to see who does what well against the scheme, against what they're trying to do. Um, but I definitely agree with the rotation. You know, still trying to figure it out. Um, because like I said, you got some new faces. You got some faces that come from big programs. You have um some faces who are already in house. So things like that. But you know, I think um how how, how many points did Gerald had last night? Yes, he only had eight, seven. Okay, yeah, because he struggled. Yeah, he started out strong. He started out strong. He he scored the first couple of points in the game uh, for TSU, Uh, but then he was going through something, man. He he seemed pretty angry on the court for most of the game after the the first couple of minutes. So I'm not sure what was up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's the man's gonna be all right. Yeah, to me, the to me, uh, Jatobo. Christian Brown and Hodges and also uh, Williams, Jalen Williams, I think it is. Justin, uh, Justin, yeah. thank you. Those are the only four that really just kind of. I think they they played well, right? They be you know they they played well for you know against the competition, um, uh, and then it, it seemed like the other other guys were like playing like helter skelter, man. It was kind of sloppy. But those are the only four I think that really just kind of showed showed us something and then played within themselves and played within the game. And it was great. It was great to see Justin Williams, man, hit those threes, man, because, you know, he didn't have a shot last year. Right. But, uh, but he, he, he did, he, he hit, uh, I think three pointers, three, three pointers last, last night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, a lot of promise, uh, somebody on Twitter posted yesterday, Howard, Norfolk state, Tennessee state, as the best depth amongst HBCU basketball. And if you look at the squad, I mean, we've we've got it. We've got depth. I mean, you know, guys can you know can't afford to take a night off because somebody's gonna be right there behind you. So um you know like like Kenny said I mean we, you know, it's it's time there. Yeah, but now it's, it's time, and um, you know we got a squad to do it. We played a lot of guys last night, so it's really kind of hard to gauge what kind of team you got. You know, individually, you can see some guys that got you know got some promise. Um, but my you know my really my three keys, man. I think um, 
I think if, if we can get Christian in that 18 to 20 point range, um, I think we'll be in good shape. When he's aggressive and doing what he does, I think that helps us. Uh, I think Hodges has to really be that dominant backcourt mate. And uh, I'm throwing, I'm throwing that sleeper. I'm throwing that sleeper shank from, from Belmont. I think yeah. he's going I think when we start getting into January, I think he's going to be so crucial because his shooting, the way he stretches the floor, um, I think that's going, he's going to open up a lot of stuff, man. So I, I think the, I think the season season is going to be bright for us. So, you know, but we got to play the game, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, yep. a whole lot of basketball to be played. A yep. whole lot. All right, so we, we got to do this again later in the season, you know, um, to get ready. Um, I did say uh, let's do uh, one last thing to get some predictions. Um, so let's do – do you think the uh, women will make the OVC tournament? Let's do that. Hmm. God, I hope so. If they play the way, if they play the way we think they should play, yes. You know what? They didn't have all their pieces last night, so based on that, I'm gonna say yes. Um, they'll be the bottom of the. Of, if they make it, it'll be six, seven, eight. You know, I, I think I don't think they all they they won't be all the way at the bottom of the conference, but if they get into the comp and then it's the tournament. It's gonna be one of those three, the three seeds, and they don't get it together. But uh, it's tough, tough to say they make it, just yeah. based off of what we saw last night. It's tough to say that say that we make it, but like you said, all the pieces in play, and once everyone starts learning the system, you'll never, you never know what's gonna happen. You know, right. you never know what's gonna happen. So then you coach them up, you get your pieces together, put some good, good games, play your best basketball. You know, play your best basketball January, February, got a whole new game. But right now. It's, it's tough. Mm -hmm. All right. Predictions for the man. Uh, top three. What, what, what do you What are y'all thinking? Top three or what place? Man, honestly, I won't say top five. Um, to be to have that net, but it need to be like top three. It's like top three or bust. Honestly, like at, at the at the point of OBC. Say you like the third best team, you know, OBC is always like tough on Tennessee State. Like they're forever tough on us. Like giving them so the fact that they have them at three. Oh, yeah, like, I'm giving you top five, but it's top three of us. Like it's top three of us, and you got to make the semifinal, conference semifinal. It, 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 it's no early exit. Like everybody stays healthy, you know, that's important. Everybody stays healthy. Um, everybody play the game, continue to grow, continue to develop as a team. Like, you're seeing you got to see a semifinal game now. You lose a semifinal, all right, but it can't be another second round exit for, for them. Like, it just can't be. So, you got a couple of things you have Mark Freeman, who's out the season with uh, Morehead State. So, and then we got we plan to get four. Yes, I'm gonna go there. We plan four in a NAIA or D2 schools. That's four wins right there. There should be four gimme wins. So, number one, we should get the 20 Dominant wins. wins. Dominant wins. We should get the 20 wins for the season. And 
I've only competition, and I'm just gonna put it out there. Only competition, S I E S I U E. That's it. With more with with Mark Freeman being out for Morehead State, I mean that you know more Mark. Look, our, our not, not our last winning season, but that season that he was our point guard when we had Jalen Washington and Westmore. That nineteen twenty. That was at nineteen. Yes, yes, not two thousand nineteen twenty. Yes. Mark Freeman, Mark Freeman was a difference maker. Okay. I mean, the whole, the whole team, they worked together. They worked with synergy. And I think Mark Freeman was a, you know, you had little John there, but you, but Mark Freeman was a leader as well. So, and that was his freshman year. Yes. That was his freshman year. Um, And I think he's a difference maker. I think he's that big of a difference makers on on difference maker on Mark State's team. So I think we have him being out. Honestly, I think that really puts them in a, a really tough position. So it is between us and SIUE, um, and we ha- and like you said, Kenny, we should we should go deep into the OBC tournament. No, first, too. no, no, no first round outs. No second. I, I want us to get past the second round. Well, it all depends. You know, we, you know, we've, um, you know, they do that double buy. I about right. saying I about you took it out. I about saying depending how you see it, you may get that right. double buy. So it was like. You you playing in like the semifinal automatically, or you playing that that quarterfinal, whatever that first game may be. So it's like, hey, you gotta go. Like that's the right. that's the first game you play. But it's the first game you play the semifinal game. Oh, you gotta go championship at this point. Like right. it's no it's no more just getting out early the tournament. You know, absolutely. So, yeah. That, it, with, it, go ahead. With, no, with that with with that um with 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 the guys he has on he has on his team. Um, we should see ourselves in the championship um, and we should see ourselves in first and second place. And I'm saying first place because I'm still not sold on SIUE. <laughs> so uh, I say first place uh, regular season and in the championship playing for uh, the, uh, the OVC title. Hey, he, he going big. Hey, I, well, I told you, I, I said top five to be nice, but mm-hmm. it's really top three and it's no early exit. Can't can't have early exit. Mm-mm. It's time. Can't, it's time. It's, it's time. Like I said, it's it's getting over that hump. You know, like you got you got the team, you got the supporters, um, Nashville community behind the program, the things of that nature. You got a great coaching staff that's going to coach them up. You gotta hit. You gotta hit that next level. Gotta hit that next level. They're gonna pull them bleachers out in Gentry this year. Yeah, man. I hope um, so. Yeah, they should. They, they, they should. You know, that's 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 um, Penny's dream, man. Coach Penny definitely wants that. That's what that's what he envisioned when he first got back to um, TSU as the head coach to have it popping on and popping back in, like how it was back in the day. And um, that's what he's doing. You know, that the deserve the win mentality is real. Um, I think he post they posted something over the summer or during that preseason training when he said chasing greatness, let greatness chase us. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Instead of us chasing it, like it, it should be chasing us. Like this is what we are, and things like that. So you know, it's, it's that type of thing. That's um, he's instilling into the into the young man. And it's great. Um, that's that's kind of like what you've seen with his program. That's why he has a hundred percent on graduation rate. So he, he's doing a great job. He's doing some good stuff um with that program. So a lot of players go professional. They want to go professional. Um, depending on what that looks like for them. But um, yeah. It, it, I'm not saying it's a championship or bust, but it's definitely like no early exit or, or bust. You know, like you got to go. 
Yeah. Gotta go. Demetrius, what 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 say you outside of the what's your verdict? Championship weekend. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We we there partying all weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we come back with a trophy. I think chip should be on Saturday. Yeah, come back yeah. with a chip trophy on Saturday. On that Saturday, man. Like, and go to the tournament. Who we playing in the tournament? You know, like, mm-hmm. got to. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, on that note, we end the show with uh, the saying, "Go Big Blue." So, uh, go Big Blue. Go Big Blue. Go Big Blue. Go big blue. Go big blue.